0: It's a total privilege to have an award-winning filmmaker, Scott Orris, join us to talk about his latest adventure, Rap Dixon, Beyond Baseball, a legendary Negro League player, and we're going to hear about the film and the great player coming up in just a moment with Scott telling us all about him. My name's Darren Hayes, and I know you've heard me on the Pigskin Dispatch talking about football history for years. Well, now I'm on a new mission, a quest to find sports history in other sports as well as football by learning through the jerseys and the apparel and the gear that the players wore and the franchises supplied their teams. It's an educational trip, and I'm taking you with me day by day, player by player, uniform by uniform. The Sports Jersey Dispatch.
1: This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite
0: sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello, my sporting friends. This is Darren Hayes of the Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast. Welcome once again to the Pigpen, your portal to all things great in sports. And we have a real privilege today. We're going to be talking to director Scott Orris, who is making a movie about a baseball player that started a century ago in the Negro Leagues, Rap Dixon. His name of his movie is going to be coming out is Rap Dixon Beyond Baseball. And without further ado, Scott Orris, welcome to the Pigpen.
1: Thank you, Darren. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Yeah, Scott, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe, you know, tie in how you became interested in uh, old legendary baseball players and especially Rap Dixon
1: okay well it ties back so when i was a kid i grew up as a as a big fan of baseball um i always loved history and i blame ken burns for that so
0: (laughs) great great film isn't
1: it oh yeah the baseball series by ken burns um that was my introduction to the negro leagues really and served as my primer for uh everything else that would you know that would feed off of that and you know reading books about the negro leagues and whatnot so whenever i was in College. I originally got a degree in history. And um, later on, I I went back for a degree in film. And I was in a documentary class and they came to us and they said, Hey, um, you know, I know a Negro League baseball player. Um, He was part of this team called the Harrisburg Giants. Would you be interested in possibly making a movie? about this or something i said and i heard about this i'm like oh wow like it's like yeah because i grew up with the ken burn series and i went to the baseball hall of fame i played little league and whatnot i was like oh wow i'm ready for this yeah like let's do it. And, and and the fact that uh, they said about the steve the harrisburg giants i i lived in you know central pennsylvania my entire life and i had never heard of this team and i was like how could I not have heard of this team? And if I haven't heard of this team, who else hasn't heard about this team? So from there, I was like, I have to do this. And I just, I launched into it um, and uh, made There Were Giants, um, played at the Harrisburg uh, Hershey Film Festival. And you know the players came that I interviewed, the surviving members of the Giants. And it was a big deal, won the Audience Award, most popular film at the festival. And then, you know, played at the Kansas City Fest, uh, Film Festival. It was endorsed by the Negro League Museum, played at the Baseball Hall of Fame Film Festival. So, and then it got on um, Shorts TV, uh, the cable channel and stuff. So, and now it's for free. So anybody can watch it. Like, so uh, what, why don't so, you,
0: while, while we're talking about, why don't you, uh, so people can be introduced to, to your films, uh, especially, you know, uh, the favorite four letter word of many people free. Uh, why don't you let people know again the name <laughs> and where they can find it and uh, so they can see some, some of your stuff.
1: Uh, there were giants uh, on Vimeo. So if actually if you go to my page, my production company, Lineage Line Films, and I, I have a Twitter page and a Facebook page for those. And if you go there, you'll you will see that the link. For, uh, for that film. So you can watch it. It's a documentary short, it's 18 minutes long. So, um, and that, and you know, I talk about rap briefly on, uh, in that film. And, but there was so much to unpack with, with rap and his career. And really the fact that he was overlooked for so long because he died before baseball integrated. He died in 1944 um, as a young man in his early forties. So um, he didn't really live long enough to really talk about himself whenever all these Negro League players started going in in the the 70s and stuff like that. So he was kind of left behind somewhat. And it wasn't because of because when you look at his numbers, you look at his stats, you look at you hear the legends and the accomplishments that he had. You're like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, why isn't this guy in the Hall of Fame? You know, Uh, the the. Um, the Negro league all centennial team that was, that was named. He, he was the only one out of the 19 position players who was not in the hall of fame. And he's, so he's on that team. He's considered what a, you know, on the, the, the greatest Negro league team, you know, selected team of all time, but he is not in the baseball hall of fame. So there is a movement locally, you know, to get him and, and we, others major historians have, have joined us on this journey to try to get him enshrined in Cooperstown where he belongs. And I'd be, Glad to talk about all of his different legends um, if you like, but yeah, he, there is so much there to unpack. And whenever I heard about, and I dug into it because I really call it getting into the weeds because um, when you do research and, um, you know, cause you have, you originally draws you to it and then you have, um, you know, the, the hooks uh, as, as you continue. And like with rap, it just kept going. It was like Bob It was just like players of all time. So I, I just, I, I just kind of really and identified with him and really got interested in his story. And I, I needed to tell it. So, well,
0: well, why don't we start, let's put it in re- rewind for a second. Why don't we start beginning with rap uh, where, where he's from originally and how he became uh, connected uh, with your Harrisburg giants that uh, made the connection to you.
1: Well, oh, yeah, um, well, originally he's from Kingston, Georgia. And um, so he, he grew up, uh, I think he was born, yeah, 1902. Um, so he was uh, born there in Kingston, Georgia. And his family actually moved. They were part of what was called the Great Migration from many African-Americans from the South up to the North around the turn of the century um, and uh, to find work. And they found work at the steel mill in Steelton. And that's actually where Rapp and his brothers um, forged their work, work ethic uh, that you know served them well in baseball, and it's. A, and I, I would like to say, you know, Rapp's brother Paul also played in the Negro leagues and actually played on a lot of the same teams that Rapp played on. And he Rapp would take him with him traveling and and whatnot. So they had a they had a great bond.
0: Now I I was doing some uh, research when I. I invited you to come on, just doing a little bit of uh, background on it. And it was interesting when you said that, you know, rap at the young age and his brother uh, and some of the other family members working at the steel mills, there was a story of him picking up the steel ingots and throwing them to where the cranes could get them. Yes. And, it, and it, if you could t- yes. talk a little bit about that, that's it's an amazing story. Yeah. Yeah. He would, he would
1: throw these things That that's how he forged his arm. I mean, that's, that's how he developed his arm strength. It's like people now they think you know we're lifting weights we have this regimented program or something. No, I mean like he literally like that was his training for his arm was throwing those things because they were heavy, you know. And he's he's wailing these things, and um, I have a whole story about him. And Ted Norris proven this that that actually Rap Dixon has the best arm from the, the Negro Leagues. There's like a run saved by arm stat that if you go through and seam heads that. Rap Dixon had the best throwing arm from the outfield in the Negro Leagues, and there's a lot of people that can testify to that too in stories. And also, uh, you know, I'll I'll get to the whole, but uh, the trophy that Emperor Hirohito gives Rap Dixon when he's touring Japan, his first tour by by any team from the, the U.S. to um, Japan and it's a Negro League team, uh, Philadelphia Royal Giants. They were they played w- California Winter League. He won this trophy for every, you know, for for putting on these feats of strength and uh, Doug uh, uh, Leo Cybernet, who played for the Harrisburg Giants later and was good, and he was kind of his mentor. He coached him um, in whenever he was Harrisburg Giants, and he said that Rapp said that he because he asked him, he said, "Well, how do?" How'd you get that trophy? I got it for doing what I do best and, and he said, "Well, what do you do best? He said, "I had the best arm in baseball, and he said, "Do you want me to like talk about it or shut up And he said, "Shut up, don't tell anybody and that was rap Dixon rap dixon was was a guy that kept to himself that um you know was really close with with his, his friends, but he 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 played the game for his own satisfaction he did not play it for um adoration and fame and, and whatnot like that but he 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 knew himself that he the main and i more you dig into it, it's like uh they're uh say it's it's like shot out of a rifle like his arm is looks like it's shot out of a rifle or something like all sorts of description that i'm just like wow this is like so one of the greatest outfielders of all time in fact oscar charleston who you might have heard of i mean he's usually considered like Probably the greatest Negro League outfielder. He's one of the greatest players of all time. He was, his, he was his teammates in the outfield, also coached him. And he picked all time, like when he and he put him in his place in center field. Cool Papa Bell, who I'm sure you've heard of, another great Negro League outfielder, a teammate of Rap Dixon's many times. He put him in his position in his all time team. You know, saying that Rap Dixon was the greatest outfielder, you know, in my position, you know, and and and, and Charles, uh, Oscar Charleston was willing to be the best outfielder he ever saw. That's that's that was Oscar Charleston's words. So there's there's opinions and legends that that, uh, you know, point to Rap Dixon, you know, the group that he had. <laughs>
0: Yeah. When you have your, your peers that you're playing with and the, the peers that are the, the best at the, you know, the, the leagues that you're playing in, and they're the ones that are talking about you and replacing themselves in their own position with you, you know, that player's got to be pretty good. And, you know, going back to what you said a little bit, I mean, that's, that's outstanding when you have uh, somebody that's got that much talent and they don't, they just show it on the field. And they're very humble about it. When people talk to them about it, that, that's, you know, that's a very attractive quality to, of anybody, but to, to be a superstar player like that. And, uh, you know, to just respect yourself enough to say, Hey, I'll do it on the field and you know, don't tell anybody about it, but uh, that's remarkable. So that's must right. be a, a great individual.
1: Yeah, he would never talk about himself. I, I mean, I would ask Psyke, I, I, and 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 Syke would say, no, nope, Rap was a quiet guy. He never, he wasn't gonna say anything about himself. But he would praise because Rap coached baseball. He was big on coach. He loved coaching baseball and 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 uh, youngsters and stuff growing up. He he, he was uh, coaching uh, you know little league and youth baseball, and then he would coach um, semi-pro, um, Struthers AC and stuff. Uh, you know, going into the the late 30s and early 40s after he had, he was done playing himself. So, but he's he, it's like, would say, Oh, he, he would praise a lot of, a lot of guys coming up. You know, yeah. that was rap. He was all about, and he would go on and talk about Oscar. He'd talk about Fats Jenkins and stuff. Never wanted to talk about himself. So yeah. I, I just like, that's rap Dixon. Like that's, that's who he was. Yep.
0: Yeah. Very, very cool. Now. Okay. Now we, we know his you know, rap is a pretty uncommon name and his God given name when he was born, Herbert Alfonso Dixon. Now, yep. do you know, how did he come up with the nickname rap?
1: Well, there's a lot of different stories on how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you the one um, India Garnett, who was rap Dixon's niece and uh, Paul Dixon's uh, granddaughter believes that it was from the Rappahannock river. So I, I don't know if that had to do with like you know when they they traveled from Kingston to um, you know Steelton or 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 what, but um, or he he traveled there often or whatnot. But they they believe that it's it's Rappahannock from the family's perspective. Ches um, Washington, a sports writer, um, interviewed rap about this and w- what rap was is the sound. That uh, his bat made when it hit the ball, it was, you know, the sound it made it was, it was like a rapping, and, and that's how he got the nickname "Rap." You know, players gave that to him because he was always rapping the ball. You know, there's other; those are kind of like where it comes from. I asked Syke, who's you know has unfortunately since passed away. Um, there's not many people. Um, in fact, I, I'm not sure. I think there might be one surviving person that that might uh, still that have known raptics and personally um but uh basically rap um was one of these people that he whenever he was traveling and stuff the the we know is really for sure it, it seems to be from either playing or it's the the travel because he did travel a lot and that might be part of it too because whenever I've interviewed people they have said like you know oh, he traveled and that, so yeah, he's a, I That's that's what I've heard. It's well, just so, basically. So I guess did. maybe
0: maybe just to sum it up, I me mean, he had a few different avenues to be rap be a good name for him, and they all fit. And you know. You put those round ho- pegs in the round hole and you come up with Rap Dixon. <laughs> so
1: yeah, I guess so. Yeah. It's, a, it's yeah. a
0: cool name too. It's it's great. You know, you never hear it. It's uh it's really cool. Well, there's
1: so many great names from back then, right? It's like, you know, cool Papa Bell and you know, even it, you know, it's like Babe Ruth had like Sultan of SWAT and all these things. It, it was like these guys were kind of larger than life, and that's what I always liked about it. So
0: yeah. <laughs> And then you got guys that are just cool. They could just use their name like Josh Gibson and you
1: know, just be, Oh yeah. Well, I mean, that's all he needed.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's all he needed. And <laughs> a, a, a good bat. Right.
1: For <laughs> friends. Yeah. They, they traveled together. Um, they played for the Concordia Eagles together, the Pittsburgh Pirates together. Um, so um, yeah, there were, and, and Josh was very young at that time and rap was an older player. So, but they were, they were very good friends. So hmm. yeah, uh, from what I can tell, they seem to, they seem to have been on a lot of the same teams and, um, and whenever it's, it's believed that, um, so rap, um, what was it? The Denver post tournament when he was coaching for, um, I think the, the trio all-stars, um, yeah, from what I kind of a bond between Gibson and, and Dixon. So
0: tough. Very cool. I guess, I mean, that's probably a tight knit group, you know, especially, a lot of those players, you know, Rap and Josh Gibson and Cool Papa Bell, they moved around from team to team and played on multiple different teams, you know, a few different uh, of the leagues even, of the, you know, Negro Leagues. They were plural, different leagues. And uh, so I, I think they all became friends in between All-Star Games and tours cool. of Japan and everything, you know, probably got the, <laughs> a lot of the a lot of the guys on, on different uh, teams. All right, well, tell, tell us a little bit about the – what prompted you to want to make a film about Rap Dixon?
1: Well, it's like how his career was just so, um, he, he had, there's so many incredible accomplishments that he had in his career. It's like, like I was talking about earlier, like the, the Japanese tour, you know, that tour was the first Negro league tour. And it was the first American baseball tour of, and like any baseball team from America in 1927, and um, when they went over there, there was the team was Philadelphia Royal Giants. Biz Mackey, the Hall of Famer, the Hall of Fame catcher, for Indigo to go, and they they go over there and um, they play super well. They lose like one game, you know, on control that they didn't that they didn't argue about or anything and that showed like their sportsmanship or whatnot. They were, they, the Japanese people were very impressed by their sportsmanship and how gentle they were. There's a baseball, by the name, that uh, wrote about this in, in a book called Gentle uh, Giants uh, that um, it's, and it's meant that it's actually this tour that led to the Nippon for Perf- thirty six. A lot of historians, credit uh, the Ruth tour in uh, 34 as being the catalyst but um I think that those went back farther than that and from what they were actually not very impressed by oh they were impressed by the skills of the major league players but from what I was what I've been reading is is that they weren't impressed with their behavior so um you know they, they were a little bit arrogant a little bit like you know let's show off how great yeah. we are. And, and Babe Ruth was probably looking Giants to see where,
0: where the closest Saki bar was or something probably. <laughs> yeah, <right.
1: laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, you know, I mean, like I said, you know, he, they were, they carried themselves really well. And so the last game, they were like kind of the fans and stuff were kind of clamoring for them to kind of show off like what they could do and whatnot. And um, so, Rapp Dixon put on kind of a display of some of the things that his spectacular abilities. Like he he stood on home plate and threw balls over the outfield fence, like the center field fence or where he, wow. sort of, you know, like I said, that arm, you know, that arm he could really, uh, he could really go uh, with that arm. Um, he he ran the base a half seconds. With he actually had a home run in um i'm trying to remember the name of the stadium kenoshi stadium um where he hit it farther than anyone out of one of these stadiums they actually put a white mark that had his name on it and it was there forever until they tore the stadium down because it was just (laughs) they don't want to take it down because he was just such a disregarded i mean there's there's like little animated cartoons that you can find of rap Dixon putting on these feats of strength or what, <laughs> you know, it was like, he was just like, it's like amazing. So I'm wondering because everybody debates on this trophy that he got from, from Emperor Hirohito and there was a loving cup trophy that the, that the one, and there's this like, well, did the team win the loving cup trophy or like, it, it's like, is the loving cup trophy, the trophy that, he gave rap uh, emperor Hirohito, or like is it because leo psych Burnett describes the trophy as a jeweled trophy a smaller trophy that has jewels all over it and um and i and so that's it's not a loving cup trophy and he says that that's the one that emperor hero gave rap so um and uh, india garnett says it was a loving cup trophy so i i i'm, t- I'm trying to sort that out i i if if they're both being a, a, honestly which i completely believe they are i two trophies and i think there was a team trophy that was a a, given for their accomplishments of the whole team that was a loving cup because we can see that that's in a picture you can actually see that he's holding that with they're holding like Bismack. he's holding that and stuff you can see that trophy that we know that trophy existed and that trophy apparently was in indian garnett's family uh, and you know in the so apparently they, they, um, they don't know what happened to it. Apparently um, one of their relatives had it and um, someone's working there for them. Apparently possibly stolen it or something like a wow. young person that was, yeah, yeah. It's just one of those like sad things. So, um, but yeah, it's like one of the most sought after things is to solve this whole thing with the trophy and, and stuff because um, apparently it did happen Um but uh, yeah, I would love to to track that down. You know, well, see. you never
0: know. Things like that pop up, you know, all the time. Somebody, you know, may- has it in their basement or attic or something, forgets about it, and some generation sells it at a garage sale. And you know, a baseball historian someday maybe you'll find it and right, and yeah, <laughs> put where where it belongs in the you know Hall of Fame or something. You know, so well, hof- I, yeah. hopefully, right next to to rap. So yeah, hopefully, <laughs>
1: yeah. hopefully, yeah, and. So another great thing about rap that I, you know, one of his legendary accomplishments was the fact that he had 14 consecutive hits, wow. uh, which, yeah. So it's a, it's a baseball record. It's better than the major league record. And this has been codified. We have gone through this. So in 2006, when the Negro leagues um, authors group knew um, it was uh, electing players um, for the hall of fame, they didn't have that information. So they, they, well, they knew that they had, they knew of the 14 straight hits, but they weren't actually put in the stats, all of them. And whenever you put all of them in since, uh, you know, he, he hit 415 for that year. Oh. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> in 1929, you know, so he was that good. I mean, it was, it, um, yeah,
0: kids playing T-ball don't hit 415. you know? <laughs>
1: <So>. <laughs> well, I mean, we're all amazing. You know, Ted Williams hit four Oh six or something. And it was like, what are those? You say he, he, was like the last hundred, I believe. And, um, in the majors. And um, you know, Rap hit it like 415. You know, it's like so. This the, you know, we, and we talk about the you know, right? The 56 game hitting streak. You know, we got at least one hit in 56 straight games. They didn't get them at every at bat. Like Rap got at 14 straight at bats, he got a hit which is, like, ridiculous, you know? I mean, yeah, I can't even imagine that. I mean, it's like, you know...
0: <laughs> it's like it's like four straight games or something, you know? <laughs> yeah,
1: it was. It was, and, and the interesting part about that is that he was actually beamed before that. They actually had to... Before the, he started the streak, he was actually beamed and basically carted off the field, like, in a stretcher, like, uh, from not being able to play. It, 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 and he comes back later in the game... And finishes that game somehow. I mean, that's what it was then. They didn't have deep benches, so it's like he well, had to go in there and, and 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 it was. And then the game after that, he started that streak.
0: Well, well, don't let uh, too many major league hitters hear that because they'll be trying to put their head in front of a pitch to see if they get that same result. <laughs> But uh, wow.
1: <laughs> right. It's like luck or something. So, yeah, right. Yeah. I don't know. But and we've actually looked at, you know, each of the pitchers that he faced and stuff and they were all Hall of Fame caliber pitchers, basically. So it was just like I, or, or, I mean, there were a few a few of them were Hall of were Hall, at least I think uh, I think at least one or two of them were Hall of Fame or in the Hall of Fame. So oh, wow. So they were yeah, live, yeah. they were live
0: and, arms that were thrown to him. Yes,
1: obviously. yes. That's what I'm saying. Like it wasn't like they were just, you know, teams or something. Apparently, that was like real, like like good pitchers were pitching to him when this was happening. So it just makes the streak and 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 to even um you know push this further, he actually had 16 straight plate appearances from walking, like twice after that so it was like
0: <laughs> <laughs> so so he, so he gets on base by getting beamed has 14 straight hits and then gets walked twice yeah yeah,
1: yeah. Twice. <laughs> wow. yeah, yeah. I was like yeah and, and that's a record apparently 60 straight plate or, or a tie I, i'm trying to remember if that ties a record or that that is where but i i'm pretty sure that's a record for for a plate uh, appearances where you, you, where you make on base where you're on base uh yeah, but huh. the hits, yeah, better than major league. The major league record is twelve.
0: See, so. that, that's that's so. remarkable. But 14's, you know, out of this world. Wow. Yeah,
1: and that we've we've you know, and, and the the major leagues have said this that Negro League stats are are now Negro League stats. You know, and the fact that now it's not all of the the Negro League leagues. It depends on the year, and it depends on you know. It's like so, but it, it's it's a lot of them, and um. From what we're finding um, now that this is considered major league, um, a, a record like that needs to be, you know, in the Hall of Fame beside uh, Joe DiMaggio or something. You know, I mean that right. needs, that that needs recognized, and that's what we're really fighting for here. Is really a lack of recognition of, of Negro League players well, and. The- well, damn it!
0: Somebody needs to make a movie about this guy. Oh, wait—we do have somebody. How about that? Well, okay. You, you, now you—you you convinced me. My question—I said, why would you make a movie about it? You—you got a whole bunch of ammunition here of, of why. And but well, you said something uh, before we started recording today. Oh, yeah. Uh, talking about how you know his connection from Georgia coming up to Steelton, which is near to your home. And when somebody, why, why don't you tell that story when somebody asked you to, about rap Dixon?
1: Oh, you mean, you mean like, so like, well, the fact that, that I never, I had never heard of him previously. And that's people that's
0: thought, the one, that's the story.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it was the same thing with science. It was like, you know, cause people, you know, brought him up to me and like his, his statistics and stuff and me being from Harrisburg and the Steelton area and not hearing about, it. I'm like, well, how could I, if I haven't heard of it, you know, how many people had heard of it? I mean, this is, this is a story that has to way with the Giants team. So, um, and, and rap was, was the part that was, to me, was the most interesting because there was so much that he accomplished, like I've been saying and stuff, uh, but this guy Rap Dixon, never even heard of him. You know, I was, the first time I ever heard of the giants movie like talking to him about it and everything and he's he brought him up and he's talking about i'm like i've never even heard of this guy who is this rap dixon and i was like he went through all of these things that i've been going through with you and stuff and i was like convinced i'm like oh my gosh like why is it this is like the greatest baseball player that nobody's talking about like you know i was like you know? it's,
0: it's like those hidden unicorns that you never hear about. And then you hear about these great players and it brings the mm-hmm. excitement of uh, sports and uh, sports history and baseball history to, to make you feel like a kid again. So that, that's awesome. So I'm, I'm glad that you're doing this. Yeah. Now, what are, what are your plans? What, what sort of, do you have like a timetable laid out for when the film is going to be completed? Well, and-
1: um, well um, the film, the, um, uh, I'm planning on it being out. It depends on the festival window that I make. I'm launching a crowdfunding campaign. I'm hoping for to, to launch it in October um, so uh, uh, that I can you know finish the film up and everything. It's in a pretty good state right now as far as the editing goes and whatnot, but I definitely need some finishing funds um, to help with the license of various formats. So I'm gonna try to uh, funding in the fall. And then I'm going to hopefully either get it out spring, summer 2023 or early 2024, you know, like winter, um, spring, that time, it depends on the festival window because there's very specific like deadline and to make, sorry or not, I I make like certain deadlines for, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying (laughs) right now. (laughs) So. Okay. I
0: mean, I, I'm, um uh sympathize with you because i don't know if you're aware but my my friend and i uh Oz Davis we have uh, a podcast audio drama out on uh, sport, Orville Mulligan sports writer where we took a, a fictitious sports writer from Pittsburgh and he bounces around to different things in 1924 because it was a great year for sports especially the fall of 24 uh you know uh, game seven of the world series in Washington's first time it goes extra innings in game seven. And uh, you know, the four horsemen of Notre Dame and uh, you know, just, just a bunch of different things going on uh, in, in the sports scene. So we, uh, you know, we've got some boxing, some wrestling and uh, baseball and football going. So I can sympathize with you of hitting deadlines and writing things, things out and your best laid plans sometimes are, you have you you overshoot them a little bit. You have to stretch that out a little bit because I it's uh, quite a well, that's task. That's why I
1: gave that. I we I, I don't want to like mislead anyone, and, and that it's like oh no. like it's definitely here, it's definitely here, and everybody said it's like where's the film? Like where's it? You know I don't want to do
0: that. So that's why
1: I'm I'm being honest. I, I
0: don't blame you. You're that's you know, wise to do that.
1: Yeah, I'm just but, you know where where it is you know, and I'm a, I'm kind of a one man band here, you know. So um with as far as uh,
0: Right. So, well, I'll tell you what, why don't you make me promise when you get closer and you have some definite plans where people can see it now the people can go and see your other film that you got out out there for free. And I'm going to ask you to probably uh, send me the email links that we'll put it in the show notes for the listeners to, to find that film. But then when you this film Rap Dixon comes out, send, send me the information We'll definitely put it up on our, our uh, website. Uh, we'll say something on the podcast about it. We'll get it out on social media so that uh, folks can know where to find it. So I promise you that we will do that if you send me that information.
1: Oh, I can do that. There's no problem. <laughs>
0: well, well, Scott, we really appreciate you coming on today and talking about Rap and sharing uh, the history that you know about him and uh, enlightening us on the, this truly amazing player, uh, 14 at bats. I'm still astounded <laughs> here by that i'm, I'm uh, dummified here by it but um you know we're really excited to, to well, see
1: accomplishments in sports
0: yeah <laughs> we're excited about seeing the rap dixon film but we're excited to, to watch this one on the harrisburg giants as well that you have out now so scott i appreciate you coming on and uh joining us here on the sports jersey dispatch podcast
1: oh well thank you it's been a, it's been a pleasure darren had a great time